Well, hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Stay Forth Leadership Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the fall. It's here. Most of you have accepted it. Kids are back in school. Mindsets are shifting. Priorities are shifting. You have new demands, new responsibilities, and a new pace that most of you are living and leading at. Summer's a different time. We tend to slow down or we change gears and shift to a different direction. There's different demands, different priorities. Longer days give space for more time to recuperate and to rest and to make sure that we are living and leading from a place of health. But if we're not careful and we don't think through some crucial concepts as we head into fall, we can find ourselves suddenly stressed, not sure of what really is going on, more unsure of where we're headed, a bit more overwhelmed. We can find ourselves stuck and frustrated, but we want to help you avoid those. Um, Alan recently led a group call where we had about 40 leaders in and he walked through four simple questions that he asks himself that realized were important for you to be thinking through. So as we listen to this, take some time, pause, write some notes, answer the questions then remember there's power in naming things when we name things we can put steps to action we can take next steps so enjoy the content enjoy this episode and then at the end do us a favor head over to effective.stayforthcoaching.com and sign up for our fall effective leaders cohort we've got two cohorts this year a wednesday and a thursday it's the same content you pick which one you want to attend and join a host of other like-minded hungry individuals who want to take their next right step to live and lead healthily within the grain of their gifting creating the impact that you want to create that you're already creating but we want to help you do it healthily for the long haul. So sit back, enjoy today's episode on what you should be thinking through this fall. Hey friend, if we haven't met, I'm Alan Briggs. And uh, not only do I want to serve you today by sharing some of the things that I'm observing and some of what I believe are the greatest opportunities we've had in a long time as leaders, um, but if there's any way we can serve you at Stay Forth through one-on-one coaching as a leader or especially group coaching, um, I am going to share later on about our cohort. So hang on for that at the very end of our time. Together, we had an amazing time, about 20 folks on this call. And my intention is to share the challenges um, that we have, but then the opportunity on the other side of those, and also to give some explanation to cohorts and why they deeply matter, why we do them the way that we do them, which I think is incredibly unique, what the effective leader cohort is this fall, and why you as an individual or your team as a whole should come in to those. So as you can tell, I'm deeply passionate about leaders getting healthy, staying healthy, and creating healthy cultures around them. doesn't matter whether they're in business, whether they're in ministry, whether they serve in a church setting, whether they're serving their community. I believe that healthy teams change the world. And as we've seen, unfortunately, unhealthy teams change the world in a different way. And we see a lot of things happening from resignations and quiet quitting to just cultures that become stale or toxic over time. And we don't need any more of that. 
the fact that you are attending and watching this replay of our webinar means that you care about the health um, of what you're doing of who you are. You probably care about your field, feel deeply fulfilled in that. And again, this is a challenging moment to lead, but I want to share some of the opportunities that we see within this moment. So as we think through those challenges and opportunities of this moment, I want to start by sharing there was this disorienting moment for me. And I left the glitz and glam of New York City, and I actually got to drive about an hour away to this old factory town, and I watched life and transformation happening to very ordinary people through training programs, through the industries, uh, nonprofit work, for-profit businesses coming together to have this whole ecosystem of change that was underneath the surface. And while I was amazed the night before at this evening in New York City, I drove just an hour and I was actually amazed at the ordinary people doing ordinary things and who were writing an extraordinary story in their community. And the same is true with leaders that I observe. The ones that I'm amazed with right now are not the glitz and the glam of what they're doing and their stories and reels and websites, but they're ordinary people who are doing ordinary things. And there's something extraordinary that's brewing in their team, in their culture or in their community. And so that disorienting moment, um, I believe yields the first thing that I'm observing across the country. I'm a leadership coach. I run a co-working space here in Colorado Springs. I work with leaders who have all kinds of conversations with me privately. We host public conversations, smaller gatherings, all around leadership and these kind of topics. And here are the three realities that I'm seeing rise to the surface. Again, the best opportunities are hiding behind the ordinary. They're not looking for the new or the huge or the impressive. They're actually very ordinary things done over time. The second is how people learn and lead is changing quickly. I mean, really quickly. How we learn has changed and needs to change. And how we lead is changing and desperately needs to continue to change so that we can help more people meet their unique needs and ultimately foster healthy cultures so that we can see sustainable change. That word that we talk about a lot at State Forth, sustainable change. This third reality is this is a challenging time, but there are ripe opportunities. We know the challenges of this time, and I'm not gonna go into every cultural challenge right now, but I'm gonna overview eight unique challenges that I believe are incredibly timely. Some of these are timeless uh, and uh, kind of have been happening for a while and maybe will happen to the end of time. But I really want to zero in on the pieces of this that are timely. I've learned to pay attention to topography over trail markers when we talk culturally. And actually, when I go on a walk or a run, hike uh, with my son, we hiked about 40 miles of trails in this wilderness area in my city. And as I went along the way, the trail markers that were along the path and even the signs to these trails many times were wrong or they would move them. And so what I found is that it wasn't very helpful to pay attention to those small trail markers in front of me. It was actually important to lift my eyes and pay attention to where are the mountains over here? Where's this valley over here and this rock outcropping? And then what I found is I was always able to get back to my car. But when I paid attention to the trail markers, it was easy to get lost. The same is true culturally. Just paying attention to what another organization is doing, 
what another industry is doing, what a leader that you admire is doing in a different context is not that helpful. It changes over time. What is helpful is pay attention to the topography, the bigger human needs that people are experiencing, the painful things, the good things, the breakthroughs that are happening. I'll share some of those. So this is my hope to give you an overview of what I'm seeing as the topography of the lay of the land for both culture, for families, and especially for leaders and the opportunities we have specifically to shape our teams and shape our cultures. You're a person of influence, and that's why you're here on this call. Challenge number one, the summer slowdown shifts to the fall push. You're probably feeling it at this time of year. There's this summer slowdown that often jolts people into the fall push where there's momentum, there are new opportunities, but I believe the opportunity here is to harness the momentum without running ourselves or our team ragged. Many times we can move from, you know, kind of a five or six energy level to an 11. And that's a steep cliff for you and for your people to climb. And here's what's interesting is that rest and momentum are both key pieces of this. Like a surfer, wise leaders make use of rest and momentum. I hope you had a restful summer. I hope you have momentum as you head into this fall and you make wise use of that. But I want to encourage you that you and your people need light at the end of the tunnel. You need something to look forward to, a rest break coming up, whether it's a couple days off or you know that November 1st, things are going to slow down. Maybe you have a break that you've intentionally put in there for your staff, for your team, for yourself. My wife and I do an anniversary getaway in the fall. And that's always something that we look forward to. And it's a good chance for us to hit time out on what's normally a pretty busy season for our family and for Stay Forth leadership coaching and some of the events um, that I get to be part of. I'll tell some stories in here that are really encouraging me about healthy cultures. A church is actually um, calling it Sabbath year. And during this Sabbath year, every seventh week, they're only going to hold their service. They're going to take a break from all regular meetings and programs to be able to give their staff time back and space back and to be able to have that slowdown week again, that light at the end of the tunnel to look forward to. Wise leaders make use of rest and momentum. The next challenge is everyone is flooded with content. Again, the AI content boom is huge. We were overwhelmed with content before AI, and now we are not only consuming that content, many of us are creating that content through AI. And that's fine. And that's good, right? This, there's some content here. We create content on Stay Forth Leadership Podcast. I create content that I send out to people in emails and in talks. And that's good. It's just not enough. And it's not as formative as we think. The opportunity here is to tell compelling stories that awaken people. To tell compelling stories. That's why I want to seed some of these stories in right here. It's the church that gets up and first tells a story of life change before they get into a message. It's the leader that tells somebody, here's the person that got our product and realized that they love this and this actually unlocks something new in their family that they've never had before. This is why we do what we do. And they tell that story. It's so important to be able to start with that. Here is a story that in the last two weeks has been sweeping across the country. Oliver Anthony, who is singing these country tunes from Backwoods, Virginia. You'll see a tree stand there in the background and is 
sharing this song and I'm making no judgment on the song. Some like it, some don't, but it has blown up tens of millions of views. People really resonating with this message, but it's the story behind his song that I believe is powerful and that people deeply resonate with story is powerful friends and people are hungry for it. The next challenge is people are bored. They're getting their time wasted at work. They're bored. They're getting their time wasted at work. Friends, this has become the norm. You show up to work, you check in, you check out, and this quiet quitting epidemic continues. So the opportunity here is, I believe, provide valuable growth opportunities that people can choice into. Not forcing people to go to that conference, to go to the professional development, but what would be valuable for you? We're providing something and making it optional and that people will show up to the things that they believe provide value in their own life, in their own leadership. Choice brings dignity. And I think it's important to let people choose. And when people self-select, they're more hungry for those anyway. And there's a company, he was actually on this call, and they've created kind of this university model where they're like, hey, show up, and this one's going to be on this topic, and you have some Q&A, and they give access to those speakers. People do not have to attend, but they know that's the place to be, to be able to grow yourself. We do some of that here at this co-working and event space um, that, that we lead here in Colorado Springs. Next challenge, there's less ongoing relational engagement than in the past. This is true of churches, maybe seeing people only once a month. This is true of decentralized teams, not seeing people very often. We don't have those water cooler conversations, and so we lack the ongoing communication and the context. Both of those are really important. The opportunity here is to communicate from context with clarity from context with clarity. And there's three really specific ways that people need to know. They need to know why it matters. Why does this decision matter? Why does this process or program that we're doing matter? How we got there, how we made the decision to be able to get there, to be able to implement it, how it changes things, moves people down the road. And last, what decision are we about to make? Have we already made it? Just be very, very clear. And that's the clarity piece. And let me level with you. This takes more time to lead this way. This takes more energy to lead this way. But if you're observing on social media, everything is POV right now. The point of view that you're coming from is incredibly important. What is the context you're coming from? And this is going to help people do what I call showing your work, where even if we get the math problem wrong, if we show every step in the process, and even if we get the wrong answer, they'll see that we did it with the right process. It's incredibly important right now as people are disconnected and simply don't have the relational connection that they did. The next challenge, mass everything is depersonalized and easy to ignore. Chances are that you were invited to show up on this call personally. Maybe it was me or a friend, somebody forwarded to you a text, an email. I believe the opportunity is to invite people personally. We've never gotten more emails before. We've never taken in more marketing messages. We've never scrolled more than we are now. And so we're just desensitized to it. Mass everything is not special. But we're wired for relationship. We're wired for story. Guys, invite people personally. One of my favorite stories is there's a pastor that I'm working with and they're committed in their staff meetings to writing notes to people, whether they are new, whether they are serving, whether they just bumped into them for five minutes or they've known them for the last 15 years. 
writing notes. I am doing something that is getting a great return uh, on my small investment, which is just taking my phone, filming a quick video and saying, thank you. Maybe it's an invitation somewhere getting as personal as possible and guys sometimes it takes 30 seconds and we'll send it to that person and it says i'm thinking about you in this moment and often people are just blown away maybe a text at the right time or a voice memo at the right time can do that same kind of thing but the more personal we can get the better because we're trying to comb through all the noise in our communication Next challenge, we're running at warp speed while we're plugged into noise. We're running fast and there's a lot of noise going through physically and mentally. There's so much noise. So let's flip that. I believe the opportunity is to reflect and disconnect. To reflect and disconnect. Now this can happen in small bits, five minutes at a time, an hour at a time, giving your team time to go away and reflect get some silence to make wiser decisions. When we do that, I've been doing that in coaching calls, five minutes at a time saying, I want you to reflect on this question. Then let's talk about it. And that shapes the rest of our 90 minutes together. Also creating space for others to do the same. If you're a leader, then you can actually create a space where others can do that. Others can realize that they are allowed to process this and not only allowed to, but they should process that a meaningful question ahead of time. And this is an incredibly valuable thing to do. I'm seeing fruit from it in our in-person experiences and in our coaching experiences over zoom. Next challenge, information overwhelm continues to grow. You're feeling it. I'm feeling it. There's articles out there everywhere. You can get a book on this, a podcast on this, an audio book on this. People are sending resources like crazy. Guys, it is not a lack of information that is keeping us from growth. It's actually a lack of taking that information to that awareness and actually implementing it in real ways. So I believe the opportunity here is design and curate interactive experiences. Design and curate interactive experiences. This is so crucial. One of my favorite stories I'm hearing is actually from a principal. And they came back on the first day where the teachers were in service, but the kids weren't there yet. Normally, they would compare curriculum and say, how are we going to attack these subjects and these problems that we have together and create this sort of unified front as these teachers partner? Well, instead, he said, today, we're just going to start with story. We're going to tell stories. We're going to go out to lunch together. We're going to ask, how'd you get into education? Why do you care? What was your school experience like? What's your family of origin like? They got to know each other. And by lunchtime together, they were laughing. And it was like they'd been together for a year. Out of that trust, out of that relational space, then they were able to do the technical work, which they're really good at, the curriculum, the planning. And that went smoother, but they've got a stronger relational base to start with. Beautiful example. Next challenge, unhealthy leaders are driving team members away. So we're seeing the double quitting, the actual quitting, and then we're seeing the quiet quitting, the actual quitting, resignations continue to happen. Leaders maybe even being pushed out accidentally uh, or intentionally. But then there's the quiet quitting where people still stay in the job, but they've kind of quit emotionally or relationally where they're bringing 40%, 50%, 60% of who they are, and they're leaving the rest on the table just enough to not get fired. That's not good for the organizations. That's not good for the teams. That's not good for the individuals going home unfulfilled at the end of the day. Everybody loses. So the opportunity here is to lead ourselves and our teams 
with health and intention to lead ourselves and our teams with health and intention. Um, this could actually be the differentiator when healthy cultures are created by healthy leaders that say, these people are actually going to take care of me and my family. We're going to see some longevity and sustainability here. Then actually becomes a differentiator that people want to be part of long-term. I just wanted to remind you that these changes, uh, my goal for you would be to get some new awareness. Maybe of these eight areas, you take one or two new steps. And that's a new action that's informed by that new awareness. New awareness should always bring us to new action. Is that these things that really truly transform us are skills and they're not pills. They're not pills we can take and then immediately we're good to go in our leadership. These are things that we have to learn. We feel clumsy at it first. We have to practice. And then they become habits or rhythms. And I think about this on the leadership level as I help leaders each week as I coach leaders to be able to learn new things and be able to take new steps, practice those, and eventually have healthy habits and rhythms that form their lives and their families and their teams and their organizations. I'm also thinking about this with my son. We're going through something called man year. It's a rite of passage from age 12 to 13 as he heads into his teen years. And he's picking up these new skills and he's trying new experiments and taking on new challenges. And he practices those throughout the year. And then those are going to become habits that I hope will nurture him in his teen years and into healthy adulthood. Anything worthy of our investment is going to take time. And it's a skill, not a pill. I want to invite you into our effective leader cohort. Now, this is where we take skills and we implement them over time. Where do we get these skills? Well, over about a dozen years of coaching, I started to ask the question, what are the non-negotiable skills that any leader needs to be an effective leader? An effective leader is a leader who does the right things well. So what does it take? What are the right things? And we believe these 10 skills that every leader across fields, no matter your age, no matter how far you are up on the org chart, has to do, simply has to do. And these 10 ideas are translated now into 10 new skills. And throughout the course of 10 weeks, we actually lead you through the process to learn what this skill is, that new awareness, and then take some new action and experiment. We give you some reflection time in there to be able to process this deeply, some discussion time to be able to work this out with other people. We give you a tool so you can practice well and practice right. And the beautiful thing is we're not cramming this in you in you know two and a half full days like in a conference. We're actually spacing this over 10 weeks. And it's two hours each time. And so during this time, it actually starts with an assessment. And we assess where are you in your leadership and what is doing really well right now and then what's lacking right now. What are the growth areas and what are the strength areas? So it starts with the assessment. We walk you through these 10 score core skills in 10 weeks, give you reflection times throughout that. Think about it. Of course, during the week, you can reflect as well. Discussion time with other leaders from different fields. This is for leaders who are business leaders, who are nonprofit leaders and ministry leaders who care about the health and sustainability of their leadership. We during that discussion time, you get to kind of know those folks as well. Here's something that's cool is we get some live coaching. People at the end will say, anybody want to do a mini coaching session together? And the other folks will observe and kind of learn from that and we'll discuss it afterwards. So it's a real action that's a problem in somebody's life 
And I love these times together. I give you a leadership tool to be able to practice that. And the space between session is key. You have a whole week to be able to practice that new thing and do some storytelling next week in terms of how you've grown. We, at the very end, this is worth its weight in gold right here. I give you a recommended growth plan. I personally fill this out for each person that desires it. Based on your assessment, here's a recommended growth plan and steps to actually take. And our third edition of a Right Side Up journal is in process, and we'll get you that third edition of the new Right Side Up journal. If you are getting this within 24 hours of the webinar um, that happened on Tuesday morning until Wednesday at noon, the rates are discounted. It used to be $279 an individual. Just for this 24-hour period, you got $199 for an individual and $899 for a team. It was $1,200. Those are unlimited. Come in with a team, and we'll break it up into those smaller groups. We want you to get the most bang out of your buck here. As I close this, I just want to remind you that we're trying to do a really hard thing. We're trying to lead well in the midst of life that can be challenging. We're trying to do that with health, sustainability, not only to not burn out in the meantime, but to be leading well, to be leading with strength over time is challenging. So it's stay forth. We don't want to bring any shame or guilt to your leadership saying you should be doing all these things. In fact, we want you to be doing a few things and a few things really well. If you are even thinking about the cohort, we want you to sign up for it. Send that along to a friend. Go through that with your spouse. Go through that with your team. That, we believe, is the most effective way to be able to grow in your leadership for that price point in that amount of time. Take 10 weeks, relatively small amount of money, a fraction of the cost of one-on-one -on -one coaching, and dig into those 10 skills. And I guarantee you there are a few doing really well. And I guarantee you there are a few that really need some work and they're going to hold you back if you don't work on those. Friends, we're here for you. We love, love, love getting to shape leaders through our content, through our coaching experiences, and through our one-on-one -on -one coaching. But guys, this cohort is a huge opportunity. So go ahead and sign up below the Effective Leader Cohort. We want to help leaders do the right things and do them well. And ultimately, we want to help leaders to get healthy and to reach sustainable impact. What you do matters. Who you are matters more. Friends, you are shaping your teams, whether you want to or not. So we're thinking about you. We pray for you regularly. Please let us know how we can support you and your team. Hope to see you in the Effective Leader Cohort. Shine, 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 sh